Hello and welcome to the Home Building Hero, where we make you the hero in your new home. Today's topic is, is a recession coming? Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and I want to thank you for tuning into this podcast. So we've had a very long, sustained performance with the housing industry over the past couple years, and not only with the existing homes in the market, but also the um, new homes on the market as well. They've been selling well, prices have been going up, we've seen appreciation, and those are all really wonderful things. But that can only last for so long before we get into a recession. So I guess the question is, are we headed for a recession? And the answer is, of course, yes, at some point we will have a recession. But sometimes I think we get a little fearful of that word recession. And I think in this case, uh, we will be looking at one down the road here. Uh, From what I'm told, from the projections that I hear, we're looking at somewhere around 2020 having a recession in the housing market. Now, that being said, sometimes we think of a recession like what we just went through, which is the heavy sort of long sustained uh, problem we had in the housing market from 2008 to 2011. And that's not what we're going to be looking at, uh, I don't believe. So uh, we are looking at probably a couple month, maybe seven to eight month drop. And that makes sense because if you think about it, uh, 2019 is going to be very solid again for housing. Probably not quite as strong as 2018, but it's going to be pretty solid. And you can definitely check out my other podcast on my 2019 housing market forecast to hear all those specifics. But 2020 will be a little bit slower. And the reason is there's multiple reasons, but one is of course that that's going to be a presidential election year. And those are naturally always going to be slower years in the housing market because a lot of people don't make those big purchases um, when when there's a potential shift in the political climate. And there's so much attention paid to that. A lot of times people just want certainty and stock market becomes a little uncertain. Um, Big purchases become uncertain. And then once the election is over and everyone knows the results, things start to kind of go back to normal. But there's more reasons than that. So one of the reasons that we will eventually see one, although not, I don't think, a huge one, is that, you know, our growth rate. Um, Now, in 2018, we had nearly 3% GDP growth. We're not going to see that again. Um, In fact, it's been trending down a little bit. So in 2019, we're expected to have about 2.5% GDP growth, which is is very good. However, in 2020, they're projecting 1.5% GDP growth. So it is going to start to taper down a little bit. The other reason that we eventually will see a recession is that we are in the longest or largest growth cycle that we've had in a long time. So like they say, what goes up will eventually come down. Now, the other thing that's kind of giving us some indication is that interest rates. If you look at interest rates, Originally, they were talking uh, late last year and really into the beginning part of this year that we were going to have two to three uh, interest rate hikes because things were just humming along. But then, of course, the December little crash in the stock market, I shouldn't say little, it was kind of a big one, uh, but we had the crash in the stock market. And, um, you know, things started to show that they weren't quite as strong as we thought. So we're now anticipated to only have a rate hike in June 
and then depending on how that goes, potentially one in the fall. But it, we may only have one interest rate hike this year, which shows that things are, are, are cycling down just a little bit and uh, they don't want to, uh, you know, put the brakes on everything by having a bunch of interest rate hikes and, and really just shut things down. So one of the other reasons that we will probably go into a recession is that housing itself is a pretty big component of the GDP. It's anywhere from 15 to 17% of our nation's GDP. And about half of our housing right now that is on the market is unaffordable, which means most buyers can't afford our houses that are out there, whether they're new or existing. Okay, so that means that, you know, people can't be buying houses because they just can't simply can't afford them. So that's going to slow things down a little bit. That means that, you know, we can't just keep pumping houses out there because there's just people can't buy them. You know, it's, hey, everyone would love to go buy, you know, a $100,000 luxury car, but, you know, it doesn't matter how many of them are out there. Only so many people can afford to buy them. The other thing is that our housing starts are still under a million nationally. And back in the pre, you know, big housing recession days, back in the, the good old days, as a lot of people call it, the 2003 to 2005, even 2006, you know, we were pumping out well over a million houses a year, uh, 1.2 million homes a year. And we are still well under the 1 million mark. And that's for a lot of reasons. That's because of the labor shortage. That's because of the affordability issue and those type of things. So although we've seen about a 1.5% increase in our single-family starts you know, from the last year, we're still not even to the million home starts. So you know, when we start getting over that million number, that really has a big effect on our nation's GDP as well. So one of the things that you know, we're also seeing is that the size of the homes is coming down. And I think that's a good thing because, again, the affordability issue is, is coming into play. So if people can't afford to buy the normal, let's say, 2,400-square-foot house, um, you know, four-bedroom, 2,400-square-foot house, you know, at whatever the current price is in your market, you know, then, then we have to start building them smaller because you, you can take some product out and change product and save a few dollars. But really making the home smaller, building on a smaller lot, those kind of things, that's really where you know, there's going to be savings. So they've determined that the medium size of a new home nationally is now down to 2,300 square feet, which is pretty good because if you look back maybe about 10 years ago, it was creeping up to uh, almost 2,600 square feet. It was in the 2,500 range. So definitely climbed down a little bit and builders are building smaller homes. Consumers are buying slightly smaller homes as well. And to, to bring it down, you know, well over 100 square feet, in, in a couple years time means that we're, we're building stuff that's even a lot smaller than that to pull those numbers down. So I think that's a good sign. We're also seeing more permits for townhomes or side-by-side attached units. And I think that's a good thing too because those tend to be a little bit more affordable than your traditional single-family detached home. So the question again is, are we headed for a recession? Eventually, yes not in 2019. I believe it will happen in 2020. Again, you know, election, rising interest rates, rising costs, um, lack of, you know, stock in the market, housing, you know, stock, those are all going to contribute to a recession. But 
couple of things here to make you guys aware of. That's okay because you do need to have those cycles. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a very, very long recession or a very um, bad recession. Uh, now, we could see something different if the political climate really changes and we get somebody in that really wants to pump the brakes on everything. Um, that could put us into a longer recession. Um, if the current climate stays similar, I think it, we're going to kind of have a drop for a little bit and then things will kind of move along again. But when you have a recession, keep in mind that there's some positives out of that as well because usually some pricing goes down, so it creates some opportunities to buy at a lower price. Um, it gives you the opportunity to um, take advantage of some of these things, not only as a consumer, but also as a builder or as a land developer, because you might be able to get something at a little bit better price. And uh, that softens those numbers, softens the market. It will also soften the labor uh, that we're seeing on our homes. And that's been a challenge as well, because there's been quite a bit of a labor shortage. So pumping the brakes on that will kind of reset things a little bit. And sometimes that's a good thing. So uh, again, I wouldn't be afraid of it. If you're looking at buying a house, building a house is a great time to do it. This little drop that we'll see in the future is not anything major. It's a pretty natural cycle within the economy. I wouldn't, uh, as a consumer, uh, change my buying patterns because of it. Um, you know, If you need a home and you're wanting to buy a home, I would say still go ahead and do that. It's going to be a great investment. Um, one thing about housing is you get to use it. And um, typically, unless you pay um, you know, way out of market for it, it's going to be an asset that's going to retain or even increase in value as long as you take care of it and you make a wise purchase. So don't be afraid of it. Um, understand that this is natural. It's part of the cycle. And again, housing is always, I think, a very solid investment because you have land. You can't really make more land. Um, it's, it's, it's an asset. It's a durable asset. And it's something that people need. We still have very low unemployment and all these great things going on. And um, you know, you should be able to sell your home even if you buy a home and you feel down the road you've got to sell it or downsize, you're still gonna be able to turn around and sell your home. Maybe not for quite the top dollar you were getting, but you're still gonna be able to sell it. Um, if you've owned it for a while, you're gonna have plenty of equity in it that you're gonna be able to take out of it and put towards another purchase. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of The Home Building Hero. I appreciate all your support and make sure if you haven't already, you don't want to miss any of the episodes on the Home Building Hero. Make sure that you go into your iPhone or into your Android device and look up the podcast app and then search for the Home Building Hero and subscribe to my podcast. And then you'll get notifications every time that we drop a new episode. So thank you guys again so much for tuning into the Home Building Hero. We have new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you're subscribed, you'll get notified right away so you don't miss any of our topics. Thanks again for tuning in and you guys have a wonderful day.